This is the To The Point Podcast. Together with our ERISA attorney, we'll explore key Affordable Care Act and trending compliance topics all in 15 minutes or less. Now here's our host, Sarah Gillespie. Welcome to our To The Point Podcast. This is Sarah Gillespie. I'm the Compliance Director in Memphis, Tennessee at Lipscomb & Pitts Insurance. And I have with me Stacy Barrow, our ERISA attorney. Hello, Stacy. How are you today? I am well, thank you. So we wanted to talk about the new rules on health reimbursement arrangement. And I should say these are proposed rules at this point, but um, I'll let Stacy kind of tell us some of the background as to, you know, why we ended up here from where we were. But just um, another quick little piece of information is that, you know, back in October 2017, we saw President Trump issue an executive order that called on the departments to take on a handful of specific tasks. And one of them was to expand the use of health reimbursement arrangements, and particularly in conjunction with non-group coverage. So it took about a year for the departments to address this, but we finally saw this proposed guidance in late October. Um, and so two new types of HRAs were introduced. And um, so before, Stacy, we talk about those two types. Can you explain to our listeners where we've been and why this is this is a new thing? Sure. So um, as part of implementing the Affordable Care Act, the Obama administration issued um, a series of notices, not even you know regulations, but notices and, and other sub-regulatory guidance advising employers that they cannot use health reimbursement arrangements to pay for an employee's individual market coverage because the fear was that employers would maybe um, push all of their bad risk to the exchanges or move away from the group market and put everybody in the exchanges. And so that was some guidance from the Obama administration that um, would have imposed a fine on employers that did that, basically a penalty of up to $100 per affected employee per day who received funds to go and purchase coverage through the exchange. And those rules were in place um, basically from around September of 2013 and, and still to this day. The Trump administration um, tasked the Department of Labor and IRS and Health and Human Services at looking at ways to expand the availability of HRAs. And so between the qualified small employer HRAs and these two new types of HRAs, this is what the IRS and DOL have come up with um, to expand the availability of HRAs. So these new HRAs, the first I understand would be an HRA integrated with individual coverage, whereby the HRA would be used to reimburse the cost of an individual market plan premium. And then the second is a standalone HRA that would qualify as an accepted benefit and would allow employers that offer traditional group coverage to provide the HRA to reimburse certain qualified medical expenses. So let's talk about the individual coverage HRAs. I understand that there is strict criteria that must be met in order to offer this option. So what kind of things are we talking about? Okay, so so as you mentioned, the, these rules are proposed, and if 
finalized, they would go into effect January 1st of 2020. And so if they're finalized as is, um, they would allow employers of any size to offer an HRA, health reimbursement arrangement, that is integrated with individual market coverage. And, and as you said, they're referring to them as ICRAs or individual coverage HRAs. So in order to qualify for a benefit under this HRA, the employee and any dependents who are getting reimbursements have to be enrolled in individual health insurance coverage. And it's an all or nothing deal where the employer cannot offer a choice to an employee between group health plan coverage or an integrated individual coverage HRA. Um, further, there are only certain classes that are permitted. Um, you can offer it to full-time employees or part-time employees or seasonal employees, collectively bargained employees, employees in a waiting period, employees under age 25, non-resident aliens, employees whose primary site of employment is in the same rating area, and then certain combinations of those classes I just mentioned. Um, and when you're defining full-time, part-time, and seasonal, you can either use the definition under Section 105H of the Internal Revenue Code or Section 4980H, which is the employer mandate section. So you have a little bit of flexibility um, between those two code sections as to how to define full-time, part-time, and seasonal employees. So I had read that in order to offer it to individuals for reimbursement of their premiums, that um, the the procedures require that there's verification that the person's enrolled in health coverage for the year. Does that sound right to you? And and how how would that be done? They just show a premium statement or something to their employer. Yeah. So there are some administrative rules. The ICRA is and is a group health plan. It's the qualified small employer um, health reimbursement arrangement that actually um, the individual plans itself, they may not be considered um, a group health plan for ERISA purposes, um, but the HRA, um, it is minimum essential coverage and it can actually qualify as affordable minimum value coverage for ACA purposes. Um, the IRS has offered a, a few safe harbors um, to try to help employers figure out, you know, basically based on how much they're putting in the HRA, um, you know, it can qualify as an affordable offer of coverage that provides minimum value. Um, and then one of the other kind of interesting aspects of these, these ICRAs is that um, while the individual coverage is not going to be a group health plan for ACA purposes and ERISA purposes, employees can pay for the remainder of the individual market coverage pre-tax through a cafeteria plan. Um, and this is kind of a, a big issue because under the tax code for years, you could allow employees to pay for individual market coverage. Um, it does pose issues under ERISA. And so when these new proposed rules regarding the, the ICRAs came out and they said that the individual market coverage is not 
going to be a group health plan for ERISA purposes, that is significant because that it opens up the door to paying for these individual market coverages through a cafeteria plan. Hmm. Well, that's something interesting to think about as well then. Okay. So I want to, I want to kind of talk maybe more on, um, maybe an opinion basis. So it seems that the future of the individual coverage HRA option largely depends on the attractiveness of the individual market. So in in my opinion, at least, it seems less attractive today because you've got double digit rate hikes attached to high deductible plans and narrow networks. And so to me, uh, whether these really take off, maybe it's like the chicken and the egg. Are they going to, you know, make improvements to the individual market in, anti- in anticipation of increased membership from this HRA option? Or will the membership have to, have to come first before that can happen? Would it even come without these improvements? Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, my my thought, and I've kind of pulled this together after talking to a lot of my colleagues across the country and brokers and other risk attorneys. Um, it's, pr- it's probably too little too late in terms of, um, you know, producing a real viable, robust individual market because of these HRAs. I think anyone who's spent some time looking at the individual market, it, it doesn't stack up well to the group market. The, the networks are different and the products are different and they're more expensive. Um, I, I don't see many employers that are able to get reasonable, viable group health plans moving away from that to the individual market. Maybe certain companies in the hospitality or service industry who might have what we call today a skinny plan, maybe it makes sense rather than a skinny plan to look at something like this. Um, but you know, you ha- I guess you do have more flexibility because with the skinny plan, you can offer a skinny plan to say your ACA full-time employees and then a regular plan to your rank and file full-time employees. You couldn't do that under the individual coverage HRA because it, if you're going to offer it to any full-time employees, it has to be for everyone and you can't offer them the choice of the group plan or the individual market plan. So, you know, the the um, the C-suite on down and the managers and directors, they might not be too, um, you know, tickled with the idea of going out and getting individual market coverage. It does certainly complicated it. And, and that was going to be one of my next questions for you is what kind of employer do you see adopting this? And I was going to think you would say someone who's been looking at those skinny plans or the MEC plans, a minimum essential coverage, that kind of thing. But then you make the point about, well, if you're going to offer it to those full-time employees, you know, maybe just because they're hourly, you've got to offer it to all the full-time employees. And so that certainly does complicate the picture of um, who would want to use an option like this and how it would be used. Well, okay, yeah. let's let's move on to the accepted benefit HRA. What can you tell me about this second option? Um, so this is another type of, of new HRA, um, and this could operate on a standalone basis. You would not need to integrate the accepted benefits HRA with another group health plan. Um, The accepted benefit HRA cannot reimburse premiums for individual health coverage or coverage under a group health plan other than COBRA or 
um, and also cannot reimburse Medicare Parts B or D. So um, in terms of premiums, it can be used to reimburse individual coverage that is accepted benefits like dental, vision, disability. Um, it could be used to cover coverage under a group health plan that's solely accepted benefits like dental or vision, um, mini-med coverage like those short-term limited duration insurance plans we discussed, and COBRA coverage. They can also be used for qualified medical expenses, just not premiums for group health plan coverage or individual health plan coverage. So. If you wanted to do something for maybe your non-benefit eligible employees, you could give them this um, standalone HRA, not integrated with major medical coverage, where they could have up to $1,800 per year to pay for some medical expenses or maybe dental or vision coverage, something like that. And since, you know, we're still talking about how the ACA is in place, uh, we would have to talk about non-benefit eligible employees, meaning those that were less than 30 hours a week, right? Right. Okay. Well, thanks for unpacking some of this. I think this was kind of a confusing topic that um, when you look at it uh, on the outset, it can be attractive to employers. I think it's got some things about it that make it look like it really might work for some people. But if you peel back the layers, there are some some things that make it a little bit more complicated than that. So if you've got an employer who's strongly considering one of these HRA options, um, I guess you would say talk to counsel, talk to your benefits compliance team, something like that. Are there any other suggestions that you have or any other things you'd want to point out to employers who might be wanting to go down this path? Well, we, we will get final regulations in 2019, and they could change these arrangements substantially. Um, there could be all kinds of, you know, political pressure to do something about them. Um, you know, now that Democrats have control of the House, there might be more scrutiny on these kinds of arrangements. So we, we do have a ways to go before we can rely on them. Um, you know, there's and certainly they won't be viable before 2020. So, you know, keep keep tuning into our podcasts, you know, as the rules uh, become more developed, we'll certainly keep everybody updated. Yeah, so this one has a little bit of wait and see effect to it. But thanks so much for walking us through all of this. If you want to hear more about this or any of the other topics that we've got in our podcast, please listen. Thanks so much for joining us and we hope you have a great day. 